You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. Hello, and welcome to SpyCast from the secret files of the International Spy Museum in Washington, D.C. I'm Peter Ernest, the executive director of the museum. I served for some 36 years in the Central Intelligence Agency, largely as what is called an operations officer or a case officer. Every month we'll be bringing you interesting talks with visitors, with authors, with others who have something to do with the world of intelligence and espionage. Today we have a, a very unusual guest, uh, accompanied by another very unusual guest. And I think I would like uh, our guest uh, to tell you about himself as we start out. Uh, first of all, let me ask you your name. Um, uh, my name is uh, Musab Hassan Youssef. Uh, this is my uh, real name. Today I'm uh, known uh, in America as uh, Joseph. Uh, I go by Joseph uh, among my friends uh, and people who uh, don't uh, know me or my background. Uh, in the past, uh, I had uh, uh, a code name, uh, The Green Prince, and that was uh, limited uh, to the uh, Shimbet, the Israeli intelligence uh, service. Green because of uh, the uh, color of uh, Islam and the uh, prince uh, for being uh, uh, the son of uh, top uh, Hamas. Uh, okay, we've covered leader. we've covered a lot of ground right there. So let me uh, explain just something to our uh, listeners. Uh, you, in fact, uh, were a young man, uh, the son of a very prominent Hamas leader, and uh, you, at some point in your in your journey, as it were, uh, were uh, chose to cooperate with the Israeli intelligence service, the Shin Bet. And uh, you also went another underwent another transformation in your life, and that is that you actually uh, rejected Islam and became a Christian. Uh, these are all very interesting facets of your life. But before we go on, uh, let me just introduce uh, your colleague. Uh, I wonder if you could just say say something about yourself and your name. Yeah, my name is uh, Gonan. Uh, I I was known in the Shin Bet as Captain Luai. I was uh, in times uh, Musab's handler in the Shin Bet and also a manager in the area of Ramallah. You, so you were a, an Israeli intelligence officer in the uh, Shin Bet service. And uh, could you just say a word or two about Shin Bet? Many of our listeners may not be familiar with that service. They always hear Mossad this and Mossad that. So maybe a word or two on Shimbet would help us. Right. Just to help uh, the audience to understand, uh, two big or two strong agencies, intelligence agencies in Israel. One is the Mossad, which is maybe equivalent to the CIA, 
and the other one is the Shin Bet, which is equivalent to the FBI. So I was in the, let's say, Israeli FBI. And let me just ask you, you, you touched on the fact that you have been Mossab's, what we would call a case officer or handler. Were you the original recruiter of Mossad? Were you the one who was in touch with him from the beginning? Actually not. Um, I uh, met uh, Mossab uh, after he was uh, recruited. In his book, uh, Son of Hamas, he referred uh, to all his uh, handlers as, as Captain Luai because for uh, the readers it is easier you know, to uh, know one name. But actually I met him a few years after he was uh, recruited and we were working for a long time, for several years together. And, and uh, Mosab, I see that you've taken the extraordinary step of writing your life story. It's now, and, and just tell me, I understand the book has come out now in Europe and it is appearing in this country, and I believe you said it's a bestseller uh, in a number of countries. Could you just say something about the book? Yes. Uh uh, the story had uh, to be uh, told uh, uh, because uh, uh, I am coming from uh, two underground uh, community communities. Uh, the first community is uh, the community of uh, Hamas, a very uh, complicated, secretive, uh, underground uh, community that uh, even its uh, members uh, don't uh, know about how the organization uh, operates. Um, uh, I was born in that uh, uh, environment, in that uh, organization, because my father is uh, one of the founders and one of the top uh, leaders of uh, the movement. Uh, and uh, from the other hand, uh, I was uh, uh, one of the important uh, Shembet uh, uh, agents, uh, or uh, uh, let's say uh, informative uh, uh, um, uh, for the Shembet, and this is also underground uh, secret uh, society. Those uh, uh, two communities uh, have uh, the keys for uh, the conflict uh, in the uh, Middle East, uh, and uh, to be involved in both communities at the same time, I thought that they had a, a very unique uh, uh, um, uh, position uh, to tell uh, uh, something different. I think it is a very unique story. I, I have not read one which is so powerful in that regard. It's a very moving story. Uh, and I know you went, uh, as a young man, uh, you, <coughs> you dealt with a number of, of, of these issues, uh, both y your Islamic religion and, of course, your fidelity at that point to Hamas because your father was a member. And I think you touched on the fact that you were given the code name by Shimbeb of the Green Prince, simply because green being uh, a color of Islam and you were considered in effect a prince because your father was a founding member of Hamas. Um, Correct. I, I, I would, let me just, so we can get to several points I think the listeners would be interested in, you went through some very, very difficult treatment at the hands of the of the uh, uh, Israeli authorities and Shin Bet, you had been involved in. in uh, it looked like you were involved in aspects of the intifada. Uh, the intifada. The in intifada. Intifada. Thank you. Uh, you also were seemed to be in possession of weapons at one point, um, but you made the decision, which is an extraordinary decision by anyone, to cooperate with the Shin Bet. Could you just tell us about what you believe now led you to make that decision? Uh, 
Um, uh, first of all, uh, uh, the Shembet uh, was uh, my enemy for uh, many reasons. Um, uh, for arresting my father uh, many times, uh, for uh, arresting uh, our people and uh, Israel in general. And the IDF uh, was uh, uh, my enemy as a kid because I've seen lots of uh, shooting and uh, confrontation with uh, Palestinian uh, demonstrators in the street. Uh, many people were uh, killed. And uh, as a child, I, I didn't know at that time what was going on. And I didn't know that uh, Israel uh, was uh, fighting for its uh, life. It was very uh, 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 difficult uh, war uh, for Israel, as it was a very difficult situation for our people. But as a child, uh, with all the propaganda uh, in the Palestinian street, I hated uh, the Shembet. And uh, at some uh, level, I wanted to take revenge uh, from uh, uh, the Shembet and from uh, any uh, Israeli. Um, uh, I had lots of hate and uh, lots of reasons uh, to take uh, revenge, as, as, uh, as I said. Uh, now I was, uh, I purchased uh, guns and uh, I wanted to use them and I was arrested uh, uh, before I uh, used them, uh, w which is, um, I'm grateful that I was arrested before I got involved in any terrorist uh, attacks uh, during that time. And this I uh, will tell you uh, that the Israeli Shembet had uh, very strong intelligence uh, to be able uh, to uh, arrest me before uh, 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 activating uh, any type of uh, terrorist uh, attacks. Um, of course, I was uh, uh, tortured. Uh, uh, today, the situation is uh, different. During that time, uh, lots of uh, attacks, lots of uh, suicide bombing uh, was uh, going. Uh, on and uh, Israel didn't know who's going to be the second uh, suicide uh, bomber and uh, somebody like me to be the son of a top Hamas leader uh, purchasing uh, guns uh, uh, that was a very dangerous uh, sign and uh, I didn't want to talk about it and uh, um, uh, they had to put me in a very uncomfortable uh, situation uh, to force me to talk uh, because any uh, late uh, minute uh, could cause the death of uh, many Israeli civilians. Um, uh, so that was during that time. It was a very difficult time. Now the situation is different. Uh, um, I'm not saying that uh, this is the only method that Israel used to uh, get information from uh, terrorists. Uh, there was an uh, exceptional situation. Um, uh, and uh, so that made me even uh, have uh, more hate against uh, Israel. I want to take more revenge. Uh, during that time, uh, um, uh, the Shembet asked me to work for them. And I thought that, wa that would be uh, my golden opportunity to fool them and uh, take my revenge from them, uh, a big revenge. And I agreed to work for them to work as a double agent and uh, give information for Hamas and uh, attack uh, the Israeli Shembet from inside. This is why I agreed to work for the Shembet, but later on everything changed. And I think that that's, that's part of what I'm asking you. What changed? What, uh, and I understand your story, and, and, and certainly grow, growing up, the son of your father who's a very respected figure who loved you very much, and you clearly loved and respected him. Um, and your initial uh, decision to a work with Shinbat was made for the reasons you just said, that you would be able to exact your revenge someday against Shinbat, but, but, but at some point you changed. And that, I think, we would be very interested in knowing what led you to make that change. Yes, uh, this is a long uh, story of uh, transformation, and uh, uh, with lots of experience, uh, many truths uh, were uh, revealed 
through my uh, uh, practical or through my experience uh, on both sides. Uh, from one hand, uh, I start to lose uh, my trust uh, and confidence uh, with uh, Hamas members after they tortured uh, their own people. And uh, from the other hand, uh, all the propaganda against the Israeli Shembet and the Israeli government uh, uh, of being uh, thirsty for the Palestinian blood became uh, not more than uh, uh, a lie and propaganda to uh, support some uh, uh, Palestinian corrupt uh, politicians. Because through my experience with the Shembet, uh, all I saw, I saw integrity. Uh, 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 I t could trust them, and uh, even they knew that I was a danger, uh, dangerous agent. Uh, they still. Uh, 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 treat me well and uh, uh, we worked uh, together and we got successful. They uh, uh, gave me lots of uh, uh, support uh, to understand the situation and uh, uh, down the road the uh, ideologies start uh, to change and the uh, political agendas and uh, I reached the level, a level that I had uh, moral responsibilities because now it, it, uh, the, the problem uh, wasn't about uh, Israel and uh, Palestine. It became uh, uh, the uh, the pr a problem about uh, humanity uh, and about uh, morality. Uh, I was in a position to save uh, many uh, people's uh, lives, including my father, including my people, uh, including Israelis and Americans. So it was about humanity. And uh, because of that, I uh, had uh, uh, this uh, ideology uh, uh, that was totally different than uh, the ideology that uh, I had when I was a child. Mossab, you said that sometimes you provided information to Shinbet about suicide bombers, but then you worried about what would be done to those Palestinians. Could you tell us something about that? I, as I told you, I, I had uh, my ideology and uh, my beliefs uh, as a Christian. I couldn't uh, approve uh, the killing even of a suicide bomber while it's uh, it can be justified uh, easily. Uh, simply, uh, the other option of arresting them is uh, very complicated. You want to think about uh, the troops uh, going behind the, the enemy uh, lines uh, uh, in an area ruled by a different uh, government, a different authority, and uh, uh, in a war uh, time. In order to reach uh, those uh, suicide uh, bombers, uh, um, uh, you will put uh, troops' uh, lives uh, at risk, and if they successfully can uh, reach uh, uh, their target, um, we're talking about a house full of uh, explosives and uh, bombs. So the easiest uh, thing was uh, to just uh, uh, drop a bomb on, uh, uh, on that house and uh, finish uh, uh, this uh, danger, extremely danger dangerous. Um, and uh, simply, uh, I, I didn't agree for uh, killing them. Uh, and it was uh, the Shembet said, okay, we can send the troops finally, but what about your safety? Because uh, we, once we arrest those uh, people, they will know that you give them uh, give information about, uh, about them, and uh, uh, you will be killed by any terrorist in the, in the area. Uh, I still insist uh, on that, and uh, when they saw me insisting for this, uh, uh, we decided uh, to arrest them. Uh, I'm not saying that I was a man of moralities and uh, the Shembet wasn't, uh, didn't have moralities. I think uh, the Shembet was thinking all the time about the safety of uh, everybody, 
including uh, myself, and uh, easy, clean uh, operation. Um, so we end up arresting uh, the uh, the guys, and uh, uh, they donated uh, my name. They gave information that I put them in a safe house and uh, give them money, and uh, uh, I was uh, supporting them. Um, so now uh, that was part of the plan, to put them in a safe house to... Uh, prepare for their arrest or assassination if necessary. And uh, now I was in a position that, uh, okay, uh, Israel doesn't uh, tolerate uh, somebody who helps uh, suicide bombers. Now, uh, uh, how uh, we're going to deal with this? And uh, I, if I go to prison, I should spend long time in prison for helping uh, and supporting, giving uh, logistic support for suicide bombers. Um, and uh, I was uh, during that time involved in lots of operations in the area that uh, it wasn't a good idea to send me to uh, prison just for cover. Um, every day I am out of uh, the area, uh, more suicide bombers will uh, uh, reach their targets and more civilians uh, will die. So uh, uh, Gonin came with a brilliant uh, idea of uh, uh, deceiving uh, everybody, in fact, in this, in this game. Uh, this is why I call the chapter the game, because everybody absolutely was uh, deceived, including the Israeli troops and uh, Hamas uh, terrorists, uh, even media, even uh, maybe the Israeli uh, government. And uh, who knew about uh, this game? Just uh, myself and a few people uh, in the Shembet. Um, the game was uh, to... Uh, uh, come uh, bring all type of uh, 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 special forces undercover uh, to sur uh, surrender, uh, uh, sur surround uh, the house where I'm supposed to be, my family house, and uh, uh, try to arrest me. Uh, after they uh, 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 came uh, to the area and uh, made sure that uh, I cannot escape, uh, they would bring uh, tanks and uh, helicopters, uh, uh, with all type of troops that you can uh, imagine, a war zone it uh, became, uh, in order to arrest me. And uh, uh, but the the other plan that they didn't tell the IDF, they told the IDF that you're going to arrest a big uh, terrorist who is supporting uh, suicide bombers. This is the information that we're getting. He's the son of uh, top Hamas leader. So prepare yourself now. All the special forces came to the area, uh, prepared. Uh, if they have to shoot uh, and uh, arrest and uh, kill. So, uh, but uh, the Shimbit and the Gonin didn't tell the troops that uh, I will give my friend uh, a sign 30 seconds be before you get into the area so he escapes. So we made the, the whole thing like a, a natural escape uh, that I got uh, absolutely lucky because usually terrorists don't get lucky in those uh, occasions. And I could escape from the area uh, with the arrangement uh, with my uh, Shimbet uh, handler. And the troops came into the house and uh, they were trusting the Shimbet that uh, the terrorists in the house. And uh, Gonen is uh, with the forces assuring them that, uh, you know, we have solid information that uh, Mossab in the house and uh, we got to arrest him. So now uh, they are calling my name and uh, I am not uh, 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 giving up, I'm not uh, uh, surrendering. And uh, everybody started uh, shooting uh, at uh, my uh, house after they evacuated my family. Uh, now uh, all type of uh, media, international media, is uh, filming uh, and uh, broadcasting uh, live 
the event while I'm in a safe house that was prepared uh, before, watching TV and uh, watching everything, uh, you know, and uh, sorry to say that, but eating chips, you know, and uh, while everybody was expecting me to be killed in the house uh, because all the shooting and uh, even they launch a missile into, into the house and uh, it started to burn. And I'm watching all this live on TV somewhere and somewhere safe. So in this case, if you think about this uh, logically, um, um, what happened in the street, uh, the Palestinian streets, people uh, freaked out and they start uh, to uh, uh, demonstrate in the streets, uh, getting mad why Israel is going to the house of uh, top Hamas uh, leader trying to kill his uh, son. And uh, uh, all type of media was deceived, as I said. Even Israelis were deceived. Uh, all type of troops, you know, uh, tanks, helicopters, uh, uh, soldiers uh, who put their lives at risk. They had no idea that uh, they were simply part of a game, a big game, to give me just a cover. And uh, uh, it, the production was uh, uh, very good, and uh, I guarantee you that it was uh, much better than what uh, Hollywood can uh, do. Um, and uh, we finally got uh, the cover, and I became uh, one of the most dangerous uh, wanted uh, fugitives uh, of the Israeli Shembe that everybody was talking about how uh, I was uh, lucky to escape uh, uh, absolute assassination. And this gave me opportunity to hang out with all type of fugitives and uh, wanted people in the town and uh, end up carrying uh, great uh, operations. This is uh, one of the stories uh, in the book that uh, I, I could uh, talk about. That, that's quite an extraordinary tale. Now, Gonan, you're described as the mastermind behind this, <clears throat> deceiving almost everybody, including your own government and, and the media. I wonder, uh, you may want to comment on the story, but I wonder if you could just tell us a little something about uh, what it was like for you uh, in, in, uh, in handling Mossab, uh, you know, a young man that you've obviously come to uh, uh, respect and like, and uh, knowing that <clears throat> in handling him, uh, you were putting his life at risk at any given time. Well, regarding to the story, I, uh, I'm not allowed uh, to talk about things that I did uh, uh, back in uh, the Shin Bet. Um, I can tell you that uh, many times I had to put Musab's uh, life in danger in order uh, to prevent uh, killing. Uh, the same uh, uh, group, terror group, that he's uh, talking about was about to do a major uh, attack during Shavuot uh, holiday, a Jewish uh, holiday in Israel. And, you know, just to think what would be uh, the reaction, the Israeli reaction, if something like that uh, happens. I want to remind that uh, there was this uh, big operation during the Second Intifada that uh, started after a big attack during uh, the Passover um, holiday um, in Netanya, in a hotel. So... Um, he saved uh, and, and he prevented, you know, uh, maybe a big uh, uh, clashes in the Middle East. Sending him to uh, sometimes to what could be his death is is very hard. When uh, you deal with uh, an agent, you get to know him. You know, maybe in the beginning it looks like you just play with with someone in order to gather information. But uh, after a day, 
two, three, a week, months that uh, you work together, you get to know the person. And you need to decide, you know, where you bring yourself as a human being and when you bring yourself as a uh, case officer. And it's a very hard decision. I think one reason why uh, we had uh, many successes in, in uh, our area um, was that I didn't tell him go do something. We were sitting together, we were uh, talking about things. Um, Mossab has a very, very good uh, understanding of intelligence, very good uh, understanding of uh, Hamas and of the region. So it wasn't just a case officer coming and saying, hey, go bring this or go speak with that. We were talking, he had great ideas. Usually it was, you know, a brainstorming uh, together that uh, brought uh, the best uh, results. And you have a, f a very uh, strong uh, um, responsibility for the agent. And, you know, with all the stress, the terror, and you want the operation to be successful, and you know that he, he, can, he can be uh, killed during uh, the operation. It's a lot, lot of uh, stress. Um, and many times, the same risk was on me. If Mossab gives me any kind of information, and I need to go myself to a certain place to find someone to send troops, uh, he can also put my life in danger. He needs to, to know and to be sure that this is not, you know, just a setup and and everything is okay. So this is some kind of mutual uh, responsibility from both sides, um, a, a mutual trust uh, in both sides. That uh, yeah, it took time to to build it. It's not one or two days, but uh, as much as we uh, built it during the time, I think we were very very successful. And I must say that uh, Mossab uh, had his uh, vision when, when he says that uh, he was against killing. He doesn't just say it, you know, to in order the audience uh, would like him or something like that. He was really against killing, and I think that he he had his uh, ability uh, to make us also think about it. And when he gave us a very solid uh, information and intelligence. We had the ability not to kill people, but to uh, catch people and put them uh, uh, in prison. So uh, this is something you know that I personally, and maybe I, I should say even the organization, was uh, learning from, from Mossab. We sometimes uh, find it awkward, <clears throat> in, uh, <clears throat> Americans sometimes find it awkward to discuss religion. But, but I would just like to ask you, since I have read your story, was that shift, that, that and I think you used the right word, transformation, you actually transformed yourself <clears throat> because you began uh, reading about Christianity, going to Bible study and so forth. And was that part of what led you to make the decision to not try and get revenge about Shimbet, but to totally change your life's course? and take a different view of the world. In other words, was the religious conversion part of what went into your conversion to truly cooperate with Shimbet and not simply seek your revenge? Yes, <coughs> uh, 
I uh, in this uh, position, all I can say that uh, the ideology of uh, loving uh, uh, my enemies that I learned from uh, uh, Jesus Christ uh, yeah. teaching helped uh, to give me ideological uh, base for what I was doing. Uh, because, uh, in fact, I didn't have ideological uh, identity, if I can uh, call that. I grew up as an extremist uh, Muslim who wanted, uh, who had enough reasons to hate uh, the uh, uh, Jewish uh, uh, people, um, because uh, simply the God of Islam hates uh, uh, Jews, and. Uh, during uh, uh, so later on when I had uh, a different ideology that uh, gave me uh, the spirit uh, to keep going gave me uh, it, it became my motivation um, and this explains uh, why uh, uh, we were very successful uh, why uh, uh, we used uh, lots of wisdom and um, why I had a strong uh, motivation uh, usually people uh, who gets involved in uh, spying uh, for uh, the enemies, let's say, uh, um, they they sell information for money. Uh, but in my case, it was ideological uh, uh, motivation. Uh, I was uh, uh, totally. Uh, 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 I had a great uh, conviction uh, to keep going and uh, support uh, humanity on uh, both sides. Uh, you made a very. Uh, you made a very. Sh- clear point in your book <clears throat> that even if peace were to break out tomorrow <clears throat> between the Palestinians Israel say a Palestinian state <clears throat> that you felt that that it was part of humans that they would still find things to fight about it, so, you know whether someone should wear a veil or not wear a veil or whatever it was and do you feel that is a um, <clears throat> that's part of humanity but do you also feel that that Islam itself bears some of the seeds that foster that? You know, we look at Islam from this country, and, and most of us are, are not Islamic or have very limited experience with it. And we say, well, there, there's some extremists, some people who uh, have gone to extreme ends for political reasons, for reasons of power, and so forth. What is your view of that? Yes, um, I know this is what I'm going to say is uh, in this country, uh, maybe in uh, many countries, is uh, politically incorrect. Uh, <coughs> but uh, what I learned uh, to say the truth uh, no matter what. And I think this is the first important step for peace, that we tell people the truth. Uh, I've lived uh, ma- uh, different uh, lives, uh, different uh, religions, uh, different cultures, and I've changed uh, many uh, hats and uh, hoods uh, in my life. I, wo- uh, I used to wear uh, many different uh, masks, and uh, I uh, hang out with all type of uh, people. Um, and I personally uh, changed the uh, gods. Uh, working in intelligence uh, opened uh, my eyes uh, for many things that uh, normal people don't see in, uh, uh, in the normal life. And uh, there are lots of uh, things uh, going on in the shadows that uh, uh, sometimes I say fortunately, but other times I say unfortunately that uh, I uh, learned about. Um, and uh, this what made makes uh, uh, my uh, position uh, look like extreme position, but I can defend what I'm saying. I believe in it. 
And uh, even when I'm risking my life today to go against uh, 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 a wrong ideology, ideology like uh, Islam, I uh, uh, simply uh, uh, willing to pay the price for the next uh, generation. Somebody had uh, to step out and say this is right, this is wrong, and I know the ideology of Islam is the wrong ideology. And uh, if I want to connect this uh, to uh, my uh, experience in intelligence, um, I would say that uh, uh, Islam is a perfect lie. And uh, in intelligence, in order to uh, create a perfect lie, you bring the lie, you wrap it with uh, lots of layers of uh, truths, uh, facts, and morals, and uh, you make uh, from it a perfect lie. Uh, I myself was uh, a lie uh, to uh, many of my uh, friends. Uh, yes, maybe I wasn't a bad lie because <laughs> I was doing a very important uh, job through those uh, covers uh, that I had, but the Shimbit and myself had to wrap myself with lots of layers of uh, facts, uh, truths uh, that made everything look uh, real and uh, perfect that uh, everybody would never even get suspicious uh, that I was uh, working for the Shembet. And uh, the uh, evil of this uh, world, uh, the powers of darkness also use the same uh, strategy of um, uh, using uh, ignorance and uh, the lack of information, uh, lack of experience of uh, many uh, humans and uh, try to deceive, uh, deceive them. Uh, uh, simply an ignorant person 1400 years ago uh, said something uh, wrong, uh, people believed in him and uh, he wrapped his lie with lots of morals and uh, uh, I believe that Islam is the biggest uh, lie in uh, human uh, history. At least uh, uh, even if uh, other uh, ideologies are uh, lies and somebody wants to uh, argue for this uh, reason, I say okay, but at least I believe that Islam is a bad lie. Well, you've, you know, <clears throat> throughout your, your life, and you're still a young man, um, you've taken great risks, uh, working, uh, uh, even trying to do things uh, uh, for Hamas at one point and oppose the, the Israelis, and, and then working with Shembat was a tremendous risk. And I think even now, um, you are taking great risks. You are you are being outspoken, you are trying to speak the truth, and you're obviously speaking with passion. Uh, I would just ask you, uh, Gonan, you have been with him now for how long? Uh, I know uh, Musab uh, since uh, 1998, but we were working together since 2000 until 2005. 2005. So you've, you've certainly seen uh, Musab and, and his clearly comes across as a person of great conviction uh, and willing to take risks. Um, it's my understanding that uh, there is upcoming at some point uh, some sort of uh, hearing with the United States government that the, you have sought political asylum in our country. Uh, do, do you feel that uh, if he were not granted political asylum, so would you see that he would be at greater risk, uh, certainly going back to his own country, but even uh, not being able to settle here. No doubt. I think that the only place uh, that can be safe for him is the United States. And even in the United States, when I say safe, is not, you know, living a just regular life. is living and watching his back all the time. 
uh, because even in the United States there are some dangers, but much less than in any other uh, country in the world. If uh, Mossab uh, has to come back uh, to Israel or to the West ba- uh, Bank, uh, he would uh, he would be killed immediately because. You know, when uh, the book was uh, published, Al-Qaeda announced a death uh, sentence because what what is written in the book. Uh, in the Muslim world in general, they will kill him just because he revealed what he revealed in, in the book. Um, it is very easy for one extremist to cross uh, the wall, you know, from one side, from the West Bank, into Israel and reach him. In Europe... It is very easy for extremists, uh, Muslim extremists, to get him. We saw what happened in Netherlands, for example, with uh, Theo van Gogh that was uh, murdered because of his uh, views. And this is why I think that uh, the United States would be the best place for him, unfortunately, to hide. It's not to live uh, a regular life. Um, and... People maybe will ask themselves, okay, why, why is the United States? You know, what is the relation between Mossab and the United States? He was working for Israel. But uh, actually, in uh, many cases, he saved not only Israeli's life, but also American uh, lives. He was uh, involved in revealing one of the most dangerous uh, terror groups that uh, were working in the West Bank, and they were behind one of the big attacks in the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. I just uh, need to uh, remind the audience that in this uh, attack, five or six Americans were killed. Students, American students that came uh, to uh, study in the Hebrew University, they just went to eat uh, lunch in the cafeteria in the university. Innocent people that were killed. And uh, Musab helped us uh, reveal who was uh, behind those killings and other killings. And this is why he's not just uh, an Israeli hero. He's also an American hero. He's a humanity hero. And I think that uh, this should be uh, taken in consideration when thinking about letting him uh, into the United States and stay in the United States. I think uh, <clears throat> you've, you've, in, in, in making the decisions you've made, um, uh, you have separated yourself from your original community, but from your family as well. And I know in your society and in all societies, family is very important. And I know you describe you describe in your book your last conversation with your father. It was a telephone conversation. He was in prison at the time. And I think at that point, you had left the the Islam and become a Christian and he still accepted you as a person and expressed his love for you H- have you had any any contact any communication at all uh, since your break with uh, Hamas and, and, and the Hamas cause or was that your last contact uh, my last uh, contact uh, with him uh, was uh uh, two days before uh, the release of my uh, book and uh, it was a very difficult uh, uh, thing uh, to tell him about uh, my real uh, identity 
uh, he trusted me as uh, his best friend. I, in fact, I was the only person that he trusted. He fired his bodyguards. Uh, he didn't trust any Hamas leader of his locations or anything. I was the only person that he trusted me in his locations. And uh, today he's in prison uh, because uh, uh, practically I put him in uh, prison. Uh, I approved his uh, arrest and uh, I gave up uh, his uh, location. Uh, of course, in my eyes, this is not a betrayal because I protected his life uh, when I uh, sent him to uh, jail. Uh, most other uh, Hamas uh, leaders were assassinated. Um, and uh, I was uh, uh, in... Uh, I had the tissues between uh, bad and uh, worse. In fact, most of my life when I was in that region, I wasn't choosing between good and uh, bad. I was uh, choosing between uh, bad and worse. And uh, when you choose uh, uh, bad, uh, this is uh, not uh, the best uh, thing. Um, and uh, for me, uh, as a human being, as a son, a loyal son who loves uh, his father, uh, I had uh, no option but uh, to get him... Uh, uh, out of uh, trouble uh, by uh, putting him in prison and today he's still in prison uh, since uh, that uh, moment uh, it has been uh, five years now and he has uh, one more year to spend so now uh, while he's in prison uh, uh, I've lived with him uh, all my life and he trusted me the most to simply uh, uh, buy a phone uh, conversation to reveal my true identity of uh, working for the Shembet, his biggest uh, enemies, uh, that he was hiding, uh, taking all the security measures to stay uh, uh, out of their uh, eyes and uh, uh, intelligence. I simply told him uh, they were very close, uh, more than uh, you thought. And uh, this by itself is shocking uh, uh, truth for anybody. Uh, it's hard uh, to believe, especially as I told you, it was a perfect uh, lie. It was covered that uh, uh, even uh, maybe he still doesn't believe what what I told him was true. That was the last uh, thing. But uh, uh, he knows uh, if he goes uh, uh, back, he will understand that I saved uh, his life. Because when he thinks about all his friends, they're gone. Uh, so uh, if I practically um, had a relationship with uh, Shimbit, and he was in a hide uh, from the Shembet for three years, and I was the only person who knew where he was hiding. Uh, this explained to him that uh, I was protecting him uh, all the time. Even when he was arrested, uh, um, uh, the Shembet uh, respected him a lot for uh, my relationship with the Shembet, and they kept their promise of protecting my father uh, uh, because uh, we were uh, very good friends. This is the type of relationship that I had with uh, uh, who I used to believe that they are my enemies and uh, they were uh, trustworthy and this is the experience that I had for many years um, that they had to sacrifice uh, many things in order to keep our relationship. So that was very difficult. Uh, I'm sure it's shocking for my mother, it's shocking for my brothers. Uh, my sisters, uh, they believe that somebody is putting pressure on me to say uh, that I worked for the Shembet uh, in, uh, as a part of the Israeli propaganda. While uh, the reality uh, is totally different, uh, uh, this is not the best uh, situation for the Shembet to reveal my identity and talk about uh, some uh, operations. Uh, I understand that this is very shocking, very difficult. Even sometimes I went through all this personally and it's still difficult for me to understand everything.
Well, it's a very powerful story. Do you is your story been translated? Is is the book circulating in the Middle East? Have people uh, that you knew? Uh, you mentioned, for example, I know you had a very close friend Jamal. Uh, yes. People like that. Would well, you think they'll have had a chance to read your story in their own language? Yes, uh, we translated the the book into uh, Arabic. Uh, and uh, we, the book is going to be available in uh, two weeks uh, to download uh, for free from the, the internet. So they don't have even uh, to uh, uh, to buy it for free. Uh, I want them to read uh, more about uh, the story uh, uh, because there is a huge misunderstanding about uh, intelligence uh, work. Yes, I didn't uh, want to reveal uh, lots of the sensitive secrets that will help terrorists uh, perform uh, better against uh, uh, Israel and innocent uh, people, uh, but also I want them to understand that uh, intelligence is a noble work. It's a, a, a great work that uh, saves uh, lots of uh, lives. It's not like the military work. Uh, and all the time when you have uh, intelligence, you have power. When you have uh, information, you can... Uh, 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 avoid uh, uh, targeting uh, uh, civilians or um, uh, making uh, mistakes, um, and this is why uh, it's it's a noble uh, job. And uh, there is a huge misunderstanding about uh, intelligence in the Middle East, especially the Israeli intelligence. Uh, the goal is not to kill uh, the enemy; the goal is uh, to put an end uh, for uh, violence. And uh, it's a, a war between uh, brains more than a war between uh, physical uh, uh, bodies. So uh, I, I, I was uh, very happy that we could translate this into Arabic. We have the book in uh, uh, Finnish, in, uh, the, uh, in uh, English, uh, in uh, 14 uh, uh, other uh, languages. It's already published uh, in many countries. Well, Mosav, I want to uh, <coughs> express great respect for your desire to help people, to help humanity, to try and overcome. We all grew up with beliefs and, and outlooks and things, and it's very hard sometimes to cope with those in a way that even separates you from your family. So let me express my respect for the, the risk that you've taken um, and also for your willingness, both you and Gunan, to come and share your story with us today. Before we finish, I would just like to mention that I found Mossab's book, Son of Hamas, uh, which has appeared on the New York Times bestseller list, an absolutely gripping read. So for those of you who found this interesting, uh, I recommend his book. Uh, and I know it's available here now uh, in this country. And uh, so I think uh, as we hear your story and as I see you before me as, as a young man, uh, I wish you, uh, I wish you peace in your future, and I hope you have a successful future. Uh, Gonan, thank you so much for your service, and uh, I wish you well too. Thank, thank you both. You. Thank you. Thank you. We're adding an unusual postscript uh, to this interview. The interview was conducted on the 25th of June, 2010, and barely five days later, Mossab appeared before an immigration judge in San Diego and he was granted asylum, political asylum in the United States. The ruling came after the federal government abruptly and without explanation dropped concerns that Mossab was a terrorist threat because he had been involved in terrorist activities. 
He initially had applied for asylum in February of 2009. At that time, the Department of Homeland Security denied his request. No explanation was given for the sudden change. Interestingly, former CIA director James Woolsey, who is also a member of the museum's board, had said in a letter to the judge that deporting Mossab would discourage other potential spies. Going on, he said, it is not an exaggeration to say that such an action would set us back years in the war on terrorism. Mossab's deportation would be such an inhumane act it would constitute a blight on American history. Well, we look forward to uh, continuing uh, this dialogue with you. And uh, we'd like to know if you have any comments or questions on today's SpyCast. Uh, you can get in touch with us uh, through email at spycast at spymuseum, that's one word, dot org. That's spycast at spymuseum.org. Thank you.